Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote and everyone dies. Listen and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm your host, Matt, fighting with his wife before the show, shaking it off. Bistany. I'm joined this week by the full crew. Buff Chick Dip Will is here. How are you? Uh, great. <laughs> okay. Woo! Another victory for the kid. Yeah, I don't know how you win, you being easily the most uh, low-tier host. Landslide. Yeah. Landslide uh, win. Also joining us is uh, back from his, I'll let him talk about it, uh, Charles Nachucky, how are you? Doing pretty great. Sounds like you're covered in seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Are you sure? That was a, that was a long <laughs> hiss, my friend. A weak finger. <laughs> I know. Geez, grow a coke nail, will you? Uh, I use my nail clippers, man. All right. And um, also back, I uh, caught him trying to fancy up his voice before the show, uh, the world's most interesting Sam. Oh, hell yeah. So here's, and you know what? I'm glad I introduced him that way. You know why? Because... If Sam sounded low or far away, it's because he yelled and his fancy doohickey buttons freaking just took him out at the knees. Sam, turn that mm-hmm. shit off, dude. What does it I mean, does it sound fine if I regular talk? No, you you sound like you're a little bit modulated. Okay. All right, all right. Hang on, I'm gonna turn that off. How's how's that? Better? I mean it's okay so far, I guess. How's this? Better? That's, that's much better. There you go. Ah, there, you go. there we are. All right, yeah. rock and roll. All right, rock this is live on the air, folks. This is live on the air. We had the we had the con- had a an intervention with Sam and be like, "Hey, listen, your voice is good enough. You're good enough." <laughs> listen, d- d- does the audience want to learn how to use an adaptive limiter live on the air? Um, well, you can show them, and then I can go, and that's why you don't use one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're all here. It's been a it's been a few weeks since we've all been on the show, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to have uh, everyone here. It's going to be a good time. Um, let's see, Sam. We talked about your big convention last week. How was your How was this week for you? Oh, uh, this week was really good. Um, honestly, I know we don't talk a lot about mental health on this on this podcast, but uh, here we go. It comes that pussy shit. It's Yay. been it's been a it's been a good week of being able to take care of myself for once. I took a like a four hour nap today. Uh, I've been to the gym every day and eaten well every day. Um, took my dog to her vet follow up appointment and she has her platelets back. Oh, that's uh, good. That oh. is really good. I was worried about uh, the platelets. Yeah, she she actually um, has twice as many platelets as she should have right now. <laughs> oh, too many. Shit. She's yeah, so we're jacked on platelets now. We've overcorrected. <laughs> yeah, we should be able to to cut her as much as we want, and she'll heal like Wolverine. Um, <laughs> Perfect, sick. And then hopefully by next time she'll she'll have evened out. Uh, also, since the last time we we talked, I was in Ohio. I got to see the world's largest cuckoo clock. I saw the picture. Oh. <laughs> yeah, was what an incredible! It what an incredible waste of time it was. Um, <laughs> Did you yeah. have to wait a long time? For the I, hour to strike, I rolled up at at 
one minute, you know, until the hour. Go, hopped <laughs> yeah. out of the car, watched the, the like whole band. song and dance. Yeah, it was it was perfect timing. Were there a lot uh, of people there? There was, uh, honestly, we went at like 3 p.m. on a, like a Thursday or whatever, and there was like a dozen people there. Prime cuckoo hour. No. <laughs> it's, prime, I guess so. it's prime cuckoo time. It, it, right. it was it was cuckoo but yeah that's my week i've just been taking care of myself i'm feeling good ready for a nice podcast all right word 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 uh buff chick dip will what's up with you well not visiting cuckoo clocks that shit's for the birds oh nah. shit this man's got <laughs> jokes uh, uneventful week for myself uh i didn't go on a date with any fun butts like some of us oh that's uh, true i got fingered mm. Did have a nice uh, Sunday afternoon with the guys in the Discord, uh, watching some football. So, for those lingering around Sundays, check out the Discord. We uh, hang out in there, watch football. I was streaming some Red Zone. I mean, not <laughs> streaming Red Zone. <laughs> Listen, but there may or may not have been some sort of video component that accompanied the hang. Yeah, I had express written consent. That's right. Not not <laughs> subtly implied consent. Um, yeah, sick, sick, sick. Um, Charles, anything new happened with you? Um, I went on vacation. Yeah. Um, I set a new PR at a race. I know that's what everybody's excited about. Yeah. Um, I do want to hear about your race. Yeah, was it the Aryan uh, race? <laughs> You know, there is a lot of just white people at those races. I can yeah, tell you that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's that's why you have a chance at winning. A lot of white people are uh, crazy enough to spend money to run up and down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean to to label the vacation it was a very engaging vacation. Oh, uh, <laughs> why is that? Son of a bitch. Um, I can't say after the race on Sunday. Um, to steal a quote from my girlfriend, I win it. Wait, we what? went up a, a we we went up a mountain and I uh, came down with a fiance. Hey, nice. Whew. Yeah. What can I be your best man? <laughs> That's the single oh. for my new album. It's called Gay Gay Super Gay. I want to be your best man too. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's awesome. Well, come on, give us the deets. Yeah. We haven't talked to you about it. So what happened? Paint us yeah. a picture. Okay. Um, so I had this planned either it was going to happen here, like in, in Vermont where we were for the race, or it was going to happen near her hometown, uh, in Bangor, Maine, which she lives near Acadia, the national park. So these are going to happen there. But if you've ever been to Acadia, it's usually very busy. So, and I knew she didn't want to have a public proposal. So we were going up to the top of Killington, which is where the race was at the top of their mountain where they have their ski gondola. Went up there. Uh, it's a beautiful day. You can see mountains all around. Beautiful green mountains of Vermont. Um, went to set up tripod camera so I can take a photo. And as I did that, some guy, some random fucking guy, just came walking through taking photos. And I had this look <laughs> on my face like, "This son of a bitch." That's um, so funny. What an omen. <laughs> um, and then he just actually like walked off. Right? He took like a couple quick photos on his phone and just walked off. And I was like, "All right, we're doing this." Um, set it up for a video she immediately caught on like why isn't the camera flashing uh to like count down on an iphone i was like oh no we're gonna do a couple different poses so we did that and then, nice yeah, cover that, yeah 
lied on my feet. So, and then, yeah, got down on one knee and asked her to marry me. And she said, yes. Well, how quick nice. was the yes? Like, we need to know. Uh, <laughs> how quick was the yes? Um, Jess has said that uh, she was more just like, ooh, that's a pretty ring. That was her first thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I even me? realized I was like, I was saying some things and I realized I was like, oh, yeah, this is you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, will you marry me? And she's like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a like long walk things, like, down. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I thought about that. I was like, that was the main thing I was worried about. Because, like, what if the what if the small percentage they say no, and I now have to find a flight back to DC from Vermont instead of going to Maine for the week? <laughs> I would have picked you up. <laughs> you would have would have called me. Would have called you crying. Yeah, I'm like, I'll be there in four hours. <laughs> I'll be all dried out from my tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm super happy for you, man. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club. Great. Welcome Congratulations! If we had any, uh, if we had any lady fun butts listening, sorry, there's no single hosts anymore. Yeah, you're really out of luck. Yeah. Um, what I will say though is, um, first engagement's okay, but the second engagement's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so how the fuck did you do that twice? Uh, Once, <laughs> I won't tell you two times. Yeah, oh oh wait, how did I propose? Uh, yeah. No, like. The first proposal is nerve-wracking enough. The second one, does, is there less edge? <laughs> um, No, I think there was more edge on the second one. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't know. I guess that kind of is a testament to, I guess, subconsciously how much more I wanted one <laughs> over the other. Yeah. So That's true. Um, But yeah, then I just got into a fight with that same woman uh, an hour ago, so that's, that's working out great, everybody. <laughs> Um, it's definitely my fault. I was very a guy about a lot of s- dumb stuff, but she was being a woman too, you know. So it's like this doesn't work. Um, but Charles, that's super awesome. Congrats! Do you have like a date picked out? Do you have everything planned? Is everyone asking you already? <laughs> we well, we're just talking about this. Everyone keeps asking that. We're like, uh, no. Um, we want to decide on where we're going to uh, settle first, like a house. So oh. <laughs> that'll be coming first. Um, and that's a f- super awkward thing for my company. I haven't told anybody yet, but I'm worried they're like, oh, have you settled on a date? And I have to be like, no, I plan on moving away from here. So <laughs> <laughs> Are you, if you guys, you're still looking um, in New Hampshire, my direct next door neighbor house just went up for sale. Oh, shit. Wouldn't that yeah. be so, Zillow link? Wouldn't that be so weird? I, <laughs> it, it would be weird, and you know what's funny is we already had a friend of ours uh, look at it, and she, and mm-hmm. she she decided she couldn't afford it, you know, ultimately. But um, she's from San Diego, and she sent us the link before we knew it was for sale. <laughs> she's like, "Look what I found!" I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's our neighbor." <laughs> did they die? <laughs> <laughs> they did not die. They've only lived there for like nine months or something, but um, they they're moving in with their significant other or whatever. So uh, it's for my- sale. <laughs> My best friends are current, uh, currently trying to sell us on the duplex next to them. Uh, uh, you don't want to look next to the duplex no. with a friend. What if all no. of a sudden you hear no, we like... wouldn't have the sh- we wouldn't have the shared wall? It would be the next set of duplexes next to it, so we'd have a shared driveway. Oh, hmm. yeah, but 
I would we would have to redo the whole electrical upstairs, and then that's also the painting. Redo the wood floors, and I'm like, I'm not investing. No, that's in a duplex. No, as much as I would love to live next to them, I don't want to invest in it. <laughs> that's a that's that's the right call. Yeah, if you yeah. can swing the single family, get the single family. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one can hear all the screaming coming from our house. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Sam getting Going pegged on, by uh, all those dogs. that's right thursday night the gloves are coming off listen you guys have been around long enough okay i've been nice to you nice enough i've only won one fucking episode so far i don't understand i would have thought i would have been the heavy favorite but i've only won one sam has also only won one so i guess i'm gonna race against sam charles has won two and will has won two three no, oh, you want to correct you? Oh. I wanted to correct y'all on this last. Did you I not? Three. I've won three times that I was here to deliver my Nicktoons death. <laughs> God damn yeah. hell! You got to check the Just metrics. Okay, yeah. fucking mm-hmm. fuck your metrics. Um, <laughs> how was your week, Matt? It's pretty good, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, what did I do this week? I had oh, I went oh, as Will alluded to earlier a few nights ago, I went out and had dinner. With a longtime fun butt, Mitch Mintier, the freshest of the fun butts, was up in my neck of the woods. We made dinner plans. <coughs> Excuse me. No invites. Uh, no, not for you um, or anyone no. else. He wants to meet no. an OG. Okay, you guys are new blood. Who knows how long? Listen, uh, how many episodes did I do with the other Matt? Only like three. So I guess you guys have beat him so far. So yeah, and <laughs> longest host reign since. But. We went to a Italian restaurant. It was him and his wife's anniversary, so we all went out. I bought him dinner. It was very nice. Wait, you went to their anniversary dinner? I guess so. <laughs> That's okay. Some weird fetish. Uh, well, it was the only day that worked out, and they were up here, and they were cool about it. They're not like I mean, yeah. I mean they they understood. Um, it was a rare opportunity for all of us to to hang out. I mean, just me and Mitch. <laughs> his wife was just cool about it. <laughs> Did, did you share a long strand of spaghetti between the two of you? <laughs> no, no. I tried, but uh, Mitch, first I suggested Indian food, and being the uh, Pennsylvania people they are, they have no palates for anything remotely exotic. Uh, so <laughs> so they were like, we just got like Italian, which I was fine with. It was actually really good to be. I've, I've never been there. It was a local spot, and it was actually really good, and I told my wife we should go back. Um, but he got the, the bolognese. Uh, and his wife got the eggplant rollatini, and I got the shrimp fra diablo. It was delicious. Uh, Mitch, super cool guy, very nice. Um, way thinner than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be like a kind of a fatty, fat, fat, but um, look, he's like uh, keeps himself in shape. Um, let me see. Freshest of the fun butts. How did he smell? Uh, he smelled. He smelled. He smelled great. He also. I, I believe. I correct me if I'm wrong, Mitch, but I think. I got, um, you got me in one of the Make Fun Network Secret Santas, and you sent me amazing cookies in these very beautiful tins. Um, that was awesome. Um, if it wasn't you, just take credit for it, because I don't remember who did it. And if you did send it to me, and I'm not giving you credit, um, just abandon me like everybody else does. Um, it's, it's just an easy transaction. Um, so that you did that. Other than that, I I had a couple of rough instances at like um at stores and like just like 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 uh, supermarkets, grocery stores with just just brain dead 
like employees or um, like younger kids. And I, I, I've, I don't know. Every time that that happens, I just, I can't help but think that person is exactly where they are supposed to be. Just based on a simple thing that they just fucked up. I'm like, ah. Like, I was pulling into a parking space at a grocery store. So there's carriages everywhere. And there's a carriage. A lot of horses. A lot of horses. There was a, a, (coughs) a shopping cart in the parking space I was pulling into. Uh, I didn't see it until I was like pulling in. It was already like too late. But there was a, you know, someone fetching the shopping carts. And I couldn't pull into the spot. It was in front of the, the car across from my spot. And it was in my spot. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. But I saw the guy and made eye contact with him. And he like looked at me and then pointed at the cart that was in the way. And I like nodded my head. And then he just turned around and left. And I went, what the fuck? <laughs> so I I couldn't go anywhere else. So I just put my car in park and I got out and I went, no, I'll get it myself. And he goes, oh, he's like, I thought I thought you wanted it. And I went, yeah, but I, I can't park. <laughs> I was like, whether I want the car or, or not, like, is that what you were asking me if I wanted it? So I like, you couldn't just, you were like literally three feet from the car. You couldn't just pull it out of the way. Like the context of that situation made no fucking sense to you to just be like, get it out of my fucking way so I can pull the car into the spot. Jesus Christ. And then like two days later at the same goddamn grocery store, uh, I was very proud of myself because I, I kept my cool, but I was fully, fully ready to engage in an absolute fucking tirade. Uh, I was there with my wife. We were doing some shopping. We put our cart into an available register. Light was on. 110% the light was on. Um, we unloaded half of a full shopping cart onto the belt. Mm-hmm. After that, the cashier goes, oh, I'm closed. And my wife goes, huh? no, you're open. She goes, no, my, my, light, working. my light's off. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then my wife goes, yeah, but it was on when we, when we, when we got up here. And then the, the girl, this wasn't like a woman. This was definitely like a girl. Just like you could just see the energy of like these fucking people, like unbelievable. And I was just seething <laughs> at the fucking moment. And I just... I, this is how much of a psychopath I am. I looked around. I was like, oh, that camera right there is pointed directly at it. So if this comes up, I'm going to force them to check the camera and prove that this like 16-year-old girl's lying. Because uh, that's how much of an absolute bastard I am. That'll show. I know, right? It's, it means absolutely nothing, but it's just I'm, I'm a I'm a bad person. But I kept my cool, and there's no way that this girl was not just absolutely talking shit about me and my wife in um in Spanish or whatever. So then, <laughs> on top of that, so they're like ringing up my groceries, they're bagging them, and then they're on the on the aisle to the right of me. So, you know, the next aisle over, there's another employee standing in the the one lane aisle waiting for the other re- uh, cashier to like switch out with them, and he's just standing there. He's literally blocking me from getting through. So I just didn't say anything. And I just stood there because I knew that the other uh, bagger couldn't put the bags in the gross in the in the cart. 
So he couldn't do his job because his buddy, who was, I don't know, 20 inches away from him, was standing in the way. Do you think the one standing in the way noticed that I was standing right in front of him and he was blocking me? Or do you think that the other bagger had the like uh, the wherewithal to ask his co-worker to get out of the way so he could finish bagging the groceries? No. Nobody does a fucking thing. And I just commit myself to go, I'm not going to do anything either. So we just sit there. And then my wife has just had enough. And she goes, Matt, ask him to move. And I go, why? I go, why do I have to ask him? I'm standing right here. And then he goes, oh, my bad. And then just like moves. And it's like, are you, are you, is this the youth of today? Am I, if I hit that point in my life where I can't fucking like, just like I'm like gonna have a goddamn like coronary on the fucking floor of a market basket because like just being there with the absolute fucking ignorance of the people around me, I just like what the fuck? Why can't you just be observant and cognizant and just like participate in society? Like what's so fucking hard about that? What's going on? What's a, listen? If you're a young person today, I know you're not listening to the show, but if you ha- <laughs> if you know one, have them write me a letter apologizing for the actions of the three people I just I just described. So I, as soon as that happened, I got to my car and go, I'm going to just, I'm going to pocket this for now. I'm going to let it all out on the show. And that's what I did. Do I feel better? No. I've just riled myself up more, but that's the energy I wanted for this episode, baby. So that was my week. Better than getting engaged, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to move away from the city. Oh, I know. Deal with less of that bullshit. Well, mm-hmm. am I far enough away from the city, though? This is a question you're for Will. Aren't you? You're, you're like 10 minutes from Boston. Yeah, but it's like, it's it's still a suburb. Do you think it's still too too much? You gotta be yeah. outside the 495 belt. Mm. Ooh, that's pretty far. I, I don't think that matters. I think that, that when you're in a situation like a grocery store or like getting fast food or something, I mean, you're in an area that literally cultivates like the lowest of the low for mental capacity and customer service and all that stuff uh, on a road trip um we had a, a weird interaction and it's i don't let it get to me so much but it's just weird <laughs> you'll get there where <laughs> where we were just getting it was like two o'clock in the morning and the only thing open of course is a mcdonald's and so pull up and like just go to get my food and this is weird interaction where the girl who's like handing me the food doesn't even turn her head in my direction just like picks up a bag and like hands it out the window and like waits for me to take it without even looking at me and, and you know me being me i'll just i'll pick it up and i'm like thank you very much have a wonderful day and uh it's it's just weird to like counteract like the the complete soci is sociopathy a word i don't know what? sociopathy <laughs> <laughs> yes that just like the complete lack of human interaction i'll go way in the in the other direction and like i get it before people are like Oh, you know, what do they care? They're just working, blah, blah, blah. And I go, and like, sure. But I'm a firm believer that it is a big indicator on where someone will be later on in life on how they treat their low level position. Cause absolutely. I I I wouldn't say I was a model employee, but I was aware and I would help customers <laughs> and I was never rude and I was always like personable. Um and I went to work. Um, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I just, the complete disregard for any, like, morsel 
of effort is concerning. <laughs> I was trying to stay kind of mum on this, but then I remembered I also had a grumpy old guy experience at the grocery Hell store. Hell yeah, let week. it rip. <laughs> let it rip, baby. <laughs> it's a shorter story than that, but you know what really pisses me off? Tell us, Will. Is these people who park in the fire lane right oh outside God. the door. Oh my God. I Yo. was walking by. It drives me nuts. Walking by, I make sure I give the guy like the um, the Luigi stare. I don't know if you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, Mario Kart. You, give, yeah, you yeah. give him that, and then you look ahead. You drop your chin down a little bit, and you just shake. Can't, you can't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, he might have seen it. Probably doesn't give a fuck. No, but at yeah. least I I told him the business. Did you? Did you fuck him up? <laughs> no. I just shook my head in front of his car as I walked by. Got him. <laughs> All right, Charles, your turn. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, and let me tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. This broadcast is brought to you by the AARP. <laughs> there's there's a lot of shit that goes down. Like I got I have a Wegmans that has a parking garage that I have to go through and I have to deal with fucking uppity old town Alexandria, Virginia people. Um and they uh their main issue is in the store it's fucking whatever. It's a bunch of idiots shopping. But um everyone in the parking garage apparently is the size of a car and has to walk down the center of the parking aisles the whole time. <laughs> Hell yeah. And not give a single fuck if your car is right behind them. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest issue. That's what I run into all the time. But it's just a bunch of privileged old town Alexandria people. Well, Wegmans. <laughs> that's high class. There you go. <laughs> high class. The whole fucking store is their brand. <laughs> yeah, but they, they do have a train. They do have a tiny train. It goes around the cheese section. Of yeah, mine. dude. Oh. Can't can't fault the Wegmans for the... Uh, Train cheese. I'm not. Hey, I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking Wegmans. I love it. Uh, <laughs> like, I hate the people who shop there. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. But um, speaking of being pissed off, Will won again, as we mentioned. Uh, Will, this you got a dash? Yeah. Fan favorite, yeah. Will. You can Fan favorite. Oh, hold on. <laughs> well, I was the first to three or the second. Yeah. But I have one. show. Yeah, we got Average spanked votes. by Will. Average votes, total votes, highest on an episode. I got him. Anyway, yeah, I did win. I won handily, and I guess you're looking for my death for the week? Yep, and if you want to vote, go to top5adeath.com, and you can sign up to join our Discord server. The Discord is a Make Fun Network server, if you want to search for it on there. Uh, join in there. You can vote. You can um, hang out with uh, Will and may or may not watch something that we're not mm -hmm. supposed to there and <laughs> chat about it um also we do have something in the works potentially for the end of october that'll be exclusively uh for our discord members so if you're, if, you're, if you're a fan of the show and you like listening to us complain about kids um there'll be plenty of that uh but there might be something going on in the discord at the end of october so we'll see but um but will please pumped, pumped for that yeah it's gonna be sick all right so my third death. Uh, every other one's going to be trash, so you guys are going to have to vote for me again to get a good one. But here we go. Uh, excuse me. Sam, uh, we'll start with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Sam was road tripping along with his extremely patient fiance of 20 plus years <laughs> and their beautiful dog, Junie, after a successful photography con uh, convention in Las Vegas. 
While mulling over the details and successes of the convention, Kaylee notices Sam is driving erratically. Are you feeling okay, she asks. The the forever fiancé asked, I should say. As Sam turned to assure that he was fine, Kaylee noticed Sam was paler than 2023's version of Sammy Sosa. Oh my god, you look awful, Sam. (laughs) When's the last time you ate or drank anything? Um... I had some gushers I found in the back seat earlier. But, Sam, we don't have any gushers. (laughs) Kaylee inspected the back seat and scooped up a handful of small, gummy-like morsels. I already know know. this is. I already know this is. Oh, my God, Sam. Those weren't gushers. Those were Junie's blood blisters. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Sam heaved at the thought. I thought they were a bit stale and coppery tasting, Sam said. He rolled down the window, feeling that he may be sick, when the swirling of the wind stirred up all the dog hair in the car, which caused Sam to sneeze loudly. (laughs) Bless you, the never-bride politely said, as she noticed a small drip of blood coming from Sam's dehydrated nasal. In a matter of seconds, the blood drip became a geyser of anemia. My platelets, they're gone. (laughs) Sam then began erupting blood from all orifices (laughs) as if he had been turned inside out. Blood began filling the car so much that Kaylee had to break the windows with her useless engagement ring in order to (laughs) save herself and the blood blister riddled Junie. Oh my God. As a result of the incident, Kaylee's hair was permanently stained a beautiful shade of red, and she was married within weeks of Sam's death, completely forgetting about the bloodless jerk she once loved. (laughs) It's like you were there. Really letting you have it, Sam. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, beautiful. As a result of this... Matt had to drive to Sam's friend's house to pick up all the junk that Sam left behind in their garage. While driving through the fields of Pennsylvania, Matt found his sweet Kia Telluride Nightfall Edition had a flat tire. So he pulled off in front of a quaint homestead to change his flat. A broad-shouldered man with a dumb hat walked out and offered to help with his misfortune. Gee, thanks, mister, Matt said, as he packed up the tools. I didn't get your name, by the way. It's Palmish. Amish Palmish. Of the Palmish clan. Wow, you're a lifesaver, because I'm a stupid freaking idiot that wouldn't be able to change a tire on my own. How can I repay you? Well, no payment is necessary, good friend. Although your penance should be served for driving your voodoo wagon on the sacred Amish ground. Oh, Amish, I'm so sorry I meant no disrespect. I certainly would not mind paying my penance. So what do I have to do? Deep throat an ear of corn from my neighbor? Because I've got a couple in the car. God, no, Amish said. Were you riding an e-bike today? No, Matt said. Well, you're not getting off that easy. In order to make things right, I will need you to churn 20 pounds of butter during the harvest moon. Okay, Matt said, relieved. Churning butter. I'm pretty good at jerking off, so this shouldn't be a problem. 
Well, therein lies the challenge. You can't use your hands. Oh, Oh, Matt said as he began taking off his shoes. No, no, Amish said. No feet either. Reality started to set in. Matt chomped down on the churning handle with his teeth and began churning butter like a professional chicken head. However, after only churning about half the amount for his penance, Matt's teeth were all broken and he could no longer properly grip the handle with his bleeding gums. So he began using his tight rectum to plunge the butter into solidification. This worked well for many hours, but Matt began losing strength and felt the rod plunging deeper and deeper with each squat until all energy was sapped from his body, and he fell in a heap as the handle made its way through Matt's torso, eventually coming out of his bloodied mouth. Pussy-ass city slickers, Amish Palmish muttered as he grabbed his shovel to dig a shallow grave for the now-dead drifter. And that's the demise of Matt. And a bonus death for Mr. Charles. Uh He was not aware of Sam's and Matt's misfortune because he was away on a very non-relaxing vacation, finally reaching the summit of Mount Spidery Legs with his lady friend. (laughs) He set up a camera to capture the moment when unexpectedly Charles bent his knee and reached for a small jewelry box as he nervously posed the question, Will you marry me? Charles stammered. (laughs) Ew, no, the lady friend replied, snorting just a little bit. (laughs) You're like my best friend, and I wouldn't want to spoil our our friendship. Charles' heart throbbed. And the oxygen left his brain as he fell backwards, losing his balance, and tumbled down the mountain stupidly. As he lay there with no semblance of bones remaining, he gasped for his last breath when something shiny and round fell from the sky and stuck in his right eyeball. He died from a broken heart and 206 bone fractures. There you go. Oh man! Oh, I th- beautiful work. I feel like sorry, Sam. <laughs> that was a little hard, but yeah. <laughs> what? That was great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, the death is the better part of being told. Oh, I wouldn't want this to ruin our friendship. <laughs> oh, as someone who has been friend zoned many times in the past, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good deaths. Good deaths. Mm-hmm. Great deaths. Uh, if you want another one of those, you can vote for Will. Or if you'd like a good one, you can vote for me. Ugh. If you'd like to produce one, and I won't be here, you can vote for me. <laughs> if you want uh, Charles to miss an episode and hear him for yeah. three minutes, then do that. Yeah, there you go. All right, Sam, make your case. Uh, if you just want to get behind a quality list, uh, you can always look for your old pal Sam. Wow, what a ringing endorsement you gave yourself. Um, come on guys vote for sam he's really hurting (laughs) come on vote for the guy will you let him clean your house um (laughs) well who who won oh charles you won so you picked the episode what are we talking about we are talking about top five wrestling finishers all right why why this one um it's the one that was posted when i was like pick me i'll be a host for this um also 
we're all fans of wrestling, and nothing beats a good wrestling finisher. A nice, uh, nice ending to a match, you know? Hell yeah. yeah. Now, before everyone else turns off the podcast, uh-huh. <laughs> because it's definitely a, a, definitely a niche this episode. For, this is for seven of you, all right? <laughs> No. It's for seven of you and, and the four of us, but I, I want to make sure that um, the, the, the one thing that we do during this episode, which sometimes doesn't really get done for kind of more niche episodes, like maybe um, the comic book episodes or something, is like, I want to make sure we explain these things, not only to mm-hmm. the wrestling fans, but for the non-wrestling fans. Yeah. Because um, like, I, I want to listen to, like say, a comic book episode, but if I hear like, oh, this is like when, you know... It, uh, you know, Captain Nacho, you know, fought the the bully gang. And, what the and fuck none, are you talking and, about? No, and, and no, the, I knew you were going to shit on him. I get it, Sam. I'm in the, I'm in with you on that. <laughs> Thank you. I just want it explained to me. That's all. Um, so same thing with this episode. I want to make sure we really go in, into depth explaining this for, for both wrestling fans and the non-wrestling fans. All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever you want. Yeah. Captain Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> and the bully gang and the bully bitch yeah uh all right cool so charles who's going first you know what since uh sam actually no 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 let's, let's let's start off with what sam said sam can you mm-hmm. please explain what a finisher is in wrestling Ooh, there you go. sure okay great um all right so pro wrestling we get it we understand it is a fictional mm-hmm. thing it's not a quote-unquote real sport it's entertainment we all understand this however there are <laughs> yeah burying our own go on that's great let's start let's start from here <laughs> so so there each wrestler basically has what would you consider if it was a video game it would be like a special move it's a special move that typically they would use to finally put their opponent down for the three count um they the finishers are what's referred to in wrestling terminology as being quote unquote protected um meaning if you hit this finisher on someone typically they will not get up if they do get up it's kind of a big deal and it could actually destroy this person's um uh, reputation of their finisher being effective if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so yeah special moves um I went about making my list based on what I would consider like realism, um, like things that I would really consider like, oh my God, if that happened to me and it was real, like that would that would really put me down. And also creativity uh, and uniqueness. So I don't think there's really anything on my list that like other people do. Like it's like like multiple people do this particular finisher. Um, so I try to stick with stuff that's that's pretty unique and original to one particular wrestler um how did do you guys have a an easy time or a hard time making your lists um so i was i didn't know what direction to go with it for the most part kind of based off of what you said uh like like what 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 my criteria was um <coughs> but it's pretty similar to yours i wanted to pick ones that weren't like um a little um let's say uh really suspending of disbelief for you to kind of believe that this had any effect on anybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I picked a, I probably same thing is just like, yeah, I can believe that that would end the match. Yeah. Like that's how I picked it. I pick things that are very 
either creative or believable power moves. Like I didn't pick basic ass like he kicked him and that's it. Um I didn't pick like a Jake the Snake DDT. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey. 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 <laughs> I, if you one. picked a Jake the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> well, he come made on. the DDT. Yeah. I yeah, but come on. No, I'll I, I Yeah, I didn't go with that same kind of formula. Mine is kind of just emotional and I made my list as a fan the way I see it. Great. Mm-hmm. I have some moves on there. As yeah. a mark. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole <laughs> fucking point of watching, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I know there's some hardos out there who are going to get really upset at this episode and the shit we say and get I wrong. I swear to God, if you have a fucking Adam Cole finisher on here. Well, I can't wait to hear my you groan. Out the window. Out the fucking window. <laughs> Charles, I have never met anyone who just seems to hate everything about wrestling, but still calls himself <laughs> a wrestling fan. <laughs> Oh, Everything man. that comes up on the Discord, you're like, fuck, and that guy sucks. What a loser. Fuck him. That's stupid. <laughs> That's can't him. wait to live. Can't wait to uh, talk along with a pay per view and definitely not show it on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, who's going first, Charles? <laughs> um, let's go with Sam because you uh, you seem prepared to actually describe these things. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Right, great. Set the tone, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to preface my number five with a little fact. Um, and that fact is, the fact in, is I met this person and I, we had dinner three times. <laughs> I gave, I gave him this finisher, <laughs> um, in, in the year 2000, uh, the WWE, in the year 2000. <laughs> beautiful, nice. um, in the distant future, in the year 2000, uh, the WWE banned, um, basically moves that affected, um, people's heads, like head trauma moves. So you're, so they're banning pile drivers, or they're, 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 which is a move where you pick somebody up and basically drive them directly into the into the mat directly on top of their head. They banned, um, you know, people getting hit over the head with chairs, uh, based on all the the concussion, um, uh, you know, information they were finding and and the the long time long term health effects related from that. Um, but somehow this move squeaked by for a number of years. And my number five is the punt kick by huh. Randy Orton. Um, because this move is just fucking brutal to watch. Um, yeah. It's very, very simple. Um, basically, uh, Randy Orton, uh, he's beaten his his opponent into the point where they're they're kind of down, they're on their knees, they can barely make it, they can barely stand. And the, before they stand up, he starts in the corner of the ring, runs as fast as he can, and kicks them in the head as hard as he can, like he's punting a football. Um, it's really, it's brutal to watch, but at the same time, this is the part about wrestling that's like, I, th- I think that, that not a lot of people who are not wrestling fans appreciate, but once you think about it like this, I think it's it's easier to appreciate wrestling. You watch them do it, and you're like, oh my god, but when you know that their intention is to not hurt the other person is to actually like protect that person. But the things that they're doing look so violent and so brutal. You can, I think have some more appreciation for that. So it's a very, very simple move. You can do it to anyone. It is literally a running kick to the head. Um, again, really hard to watch, really simple. It's not really used anymore. Randy Orton might use this like once a decade now. I think the last time he used it might've been like, 10 years ago or something um but it's uh yeah the, no. my number five the punt kick 
Nice. Hmm. It is a super brutal looking move, and the only reason you haven't seen it recently is he's been injured. Uh, heard heard he's uh, been spotted at the at the performance center. Yeah, Ooh. just mm-hmm. as his buddy got fired. I would say probably when he was punting people it was probably the last time I was the most active in watching wrestling. Yeah, this was like maybe two thousand seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, I, I just as I left. He, he throws those like little kid temper tantrums beforehand <laughs> where he starts <laughs> banging on the mat. Like and, he, a... and he dislocated his shoulder one time doing it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and so the thing is like the thing that I think that also makes us kind of special is that like, yeah, they don't really like let him do it anymore, but they do every once in a great while. And, and even if he doesn't follow through with it, when you see him, start to kind of set up for it like he'll kind of like tap his foot you know on the mat and and go to kick someone and maybe they move at the last second or whatever but the anticipation of that move is so much that it gets you all riled up because you don't see it all day every day yeah it is brutal it's like he could kill the guy if he fucks up yeah and i don't know if this is 100 percent true or not but i did read in an article that he did give vince mcmahon like a serious concussion doing this once no, I think that's right, but I think I think I think the story is that Vince like was told him to let him have it. <laughs> that that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, that does sound right. That's Vince. That's on par. <laughs> how bad is Vince at taking people's finishers? Uh yeah, but he's Just, the best at it at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Extremely bad. Um mm-hmm. the the act of um what's called in the wrestling world is called selling a finisher. So like when someone punches you, how do you react to it? Um, when someone hits you with their finisher, like how do how do you react and how do you move your body and your facial expressions and and all this stuff? That's that's referred to as selling. So Vince McMahon doesn't really have great selling, so he will just often I think ask people to do it to him for real, so he doesn't have to mm. fake it. <laughs> it's pro- probably not the worst idea. No, at the time, by the way, when I believe when he took this move from Randy Orton, I think he was sixty. Six years old, something like that. <laughs> he could have just stopped at sixty yeah. something. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> you think Vince told the ring to uh, blow up both his quads that time he tried to dive in? <laughs> Probably. And then he just sat there like a toddler. <laughs> you know, I, until I heard the story later on, he he did all right. With what oh, he yeah. was still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, all right. Oh, go ahead, Sam. No, I was just gonna say if you if you want to hear the Vince McMahon quad story. Um, you can also look it up on YouTube because it is kind of hilarious to watch. So when you when you are like a bodybuilder, I mean your your quads are the biggest muscles on your legs, and they really kind of stick out from from your legs. Um, if mm-hmm. and if you don't know what your quad is, it's like the the front part of your leg above your knee. Um, so Vince McMahon, super jacked up bodybuilder guy. Um, there was a uh, a finish to a match that got screwed up, and he goes running into the ring in order to like get in there and like and and solve the problem. Um, but as he he runs, he he goes and jumps and slides into the ring. But his massive quads connect with the the ring before he finishes sliding in, and he tears both of them simultaneously. Oh. It's oh. The, they're the biggest muscles in your body, and he mm-hmm. tore both at the same time. Um, and instead of letting the audience know what went on, it's like, oh, I just hurt myself. He decides to carry on seated. 
yep. with no explanation. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, eventually he's kind of escorted out of the ring. And then, of course, you know, in a wheelchair for the next nine months or something. Um, so wild. Yes. Yeah. But uh, that's a good pick. Uh, Charles, who's next? I'll go next. All right. Um, my number five is uh, Bianca Belair's uh, KOD. Oh, cool. I put this at number. F- I, I put this at number five. Um, it is like it's a torture rack, so she has someone splayed over her shoulders, presses them, turns, and basically slams them face down in front of her. Um, I put this on the list because for a lot of women in wrestling right now, they don't have a lot of power moves. There's very a few of them, and when she every time she hits yeah. this, it is lights out perfect. Like the, the I have yet to see someone just be so good at their their she's a great wrestler especially in the women's division but her finisher is like picture perfect clean and the fact that she will also do this to two people at the same time because mm-hmm. she has had two women stacked on her shoulders to do or this. one do drop i've seen or one she, oh she did that to do drop man <laughs> poor, poor piper <laughs> Get fucking saddled with that name. Vince does love a dancing fat person, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is just it is a lights out perfect move every time she does it. I can't describe it any other way. But she's definitely a current roster person. She's currently on break. Um, but mm. she carried the Raw Women's Division for what, a fucking two, year. Two years. Two years. Like yeah. she set the record. Yeah, she was phenomenal during that time. She is very good. She's had the longest reign, and also, as of recently, the shortest reign. Um, there's no way that, with their most recent signing, that we do not mm. get a Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill, WrestleMania oh my match. God. I was just about mm-hmm. to say that Jade Cargill is, wow, a yeah. smoke show. She is, I, when she first showed up in AEW, I was like, this woman is the perfect ideal female wrestler. You yeah, could yeah. Have she's a, couple, a star. To create a wrestler. Um She's okay in the ring. She has got some moves that she nails. Like her pump kick is perfect. Her uh, jaded also a really good move. But uh, yeah, she's gonna need some time though. But they apparently want to throw her right onto the main roster. That's what it seems. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it, it seems more more likely to me that they're gonna build her to face Rhea. Um, uh, because they from NXT. Rhea, no, Rhea Ripley. No, no, Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Um, yeah. Uh, because she is yeah, but no she's a, she's I, oh okay no i'm, I'm sorry oh, you're right i i'm con- i'm convoluting the performance center directly with nxt but i get it okay i'm in i still think she should do a run in nxt like a solid year no no, no. you don't want to risk that no a year build to the the rhea ripley for sure but she's yes. a bona fide uh, star oh yeah she's got it written all over <laughs> sam were you gonna and say fact- something and then we all cut you off no, no, it's okay. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say because because Rhea Ripley right now, I don't think they have anyone ready for her. Um, mm-hmm. Like physically, she's too impressive. Yeah. She's too over. Um, she's too popular. Um, she has everything going for her. She's you know in a league of her league of her own in the women's division, and so yeah, they need someone like this to even like in- entertain the idea of someone going against Rhea right now. Yeah, yeah. Rhea's strong, and she should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. She's also uh, wildly famous on like TikTok and stuff. 
So she's bringing mm-hmm. in tons of eyes of non-wrestling fans. So they got to be real high on Rhea. And mm-hmm. Jade Cargill's that same kind of animal that could just draw eyes in from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring back the bra and panties match. Am I right, guys? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <bleed. laughs> uh, but, but, but back to your Bianca pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, watching anyone power lift someone directly over their head is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, so, so to watch her do it and to do it like it's oftentimes effortlessly. Um, yeah. and then with someone like a dewdrop who is a, a mountain of a woman, um, <laughs> she has a thicker to, persuasion. <laughs> yes. To, to, to still get it done. It's, it's really phenomenal. She is like the John Cena strength wise of the women's division. Yeah. Yeah. Very pound close for pound. In his move too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'd try to say my biggest, uh, my favorite moment for Bianca Belair was her first WrestleMania against uh, Sasha Banks. Oh, Sasha. <laughs> um, that was such a good. Yeah. It was. It was a great match, and she just. It was just such a genuine moment for the both of them, but like especially for Bianca, and I just love that. I, I was like, yeah. I don't know. I I just I very much full commit believe that this was such a big deal to her and it was like nice to see someone appreciate where they were mm-hmm. i was as, as close to the Shawn michaels wrestlemania moment i think for a female wrestler yeah yeah but that's a great pick who's going next charles uh matt you can go all right this is a controversial one i've gotten into debates about this move a lot of people do not like it it is hmm. i think it is a genuine a generally panned move um but i've always liked it i've always thought it was cool and i i don't know i just i like it and it is wasteland from wade barrett i have to look this up people have to look it up all right so it's i'll I'll explain it right as sam has been uh it's he picks him up in a fireman's carry and then grabs uh the front facing uh wrist and ankle uh fully stretched out and then just Rips him forward Ooh. off of him and just, just dumps him, it. dumps him on the ground. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's a pretty good move. I I've people, never seen anybody else do it. Yes, so that's a big reason why I like it. I've never seen anyone else do it, but people fucking hate that move. I don't understand why. Like he's a tall guy, right? Um, and it's very much a, I don't know. It's like a very dominating move to me. I just uh, I've I don't know. When I first saw it, I just always liked it. I, I thought it was like aggressive. I thought it was, <coughs> excuse me. I thought it was worthy of finishing someone. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it, it's for me, it ticks the boxes. And I thought it was super underrated. And I've had to defend it so many times. So like, oh, he could, so many better moves he could have done. It's like, yeah, but they've all 99.9% of whatever move you wish he had already mm-hmm. existed. Like, this one is his. This shit Sorry. looks brutal on the smaller guys. Oh yeah, we got when he fucking yeah, like, rips the small dudes down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I just watched also, the one of Daniel it Bryan. Sets up the perfect pin. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I, I can see I can see this um, from a creative standpoint. I want to move that's my own. Um, other than that, yeah, I can I can see it being like I think that over time, like most things, we've we've been desensitized to a lot of stuff in in life in general violence all that stuff it used to be that like a certain type of punch or like a clothesline would would end a match and and uh this doesn't strike me as something that 
is brutal enough to really end a match these days, but I get it from a creative standpoint. It's it's his own move. Yo, fuck I, you, Sam. I, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think the extra, the holding of the arm and the flipping the guy down adds that extra rotational force that just amplifies Hell the yeah. slam. I'm, I'm going for I'm, Will. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on your side, Matt. I, I, I didn't remember the move right away, but I just watched it and yeah. I, th- I think you watch it on a Daniel Bryan, and you're like, oh, that's brutal. And then you watch it on like a Mark Henry, and you're like, oh, he kind of fell from a little high, and it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> yeah, but what? <laughs> just, that's going to be every move anyone does to Mark Henry. Well, I know. I think part of the beauty of a really good finisher Yo. is you should be able to do it to anyone. I should just be watched able to- him do it to The Undertaker, and that shit looked brutal. <laughs> um. I got I got it right here. He's doing it to the big show. No. And it does look terrible. <laughs> yeah, but the big <laughs> show makes like, everything look bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys are you guys are applying too many physics to the old thing. Uh the finisher's gotta apply to all the weight classes. Well, that's what it is. Well, listen. When Hogan slammed Andre, it wasn't <laughs> great either. But it fucking saved the world, right? It was the best that anyone had seen at that point. Yeah, but that's my number five is uh, Wade Barrett's Wasteland. So I'll kick nice. it over, kick it over to you, Will. All right, uh, my number five is going back old school a little bit, and again, on my list is a little. It's Brutus know, Baba Beefcake cutting off somebody's hair. <laughs> <laughs> if that was actually his finisher, then maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, my number five is the crossface chicken wing from Bob Backlund. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah. This almost made my list. And the reason is because, and this is only based on his WWE or WWF at the time days. I didn't watch him in NWA, all you fucking purists. But this guy was such a zero of a personality. His whole gimmick was his finisher. And at the time I was watching it, I was, you know, maybe six to ten years old whatever it may be and the guy came off as a certified fucking lunatic and he was Mm -hmm. terrifying uh he 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 was a terrible promo guy so i think that's why they went with this lunatic gimmick wasn't his thing is like he would like yell at you to drink your ovaltine yeah i don't recall that exact phrase but similar shit like okay here's one he said he goes he's doing a promo in the ring as a heel and he's like ladies and gentlemen and i use that term loosely (laughs) like whoa (laughs) he just had that that insane old guy like uh gotta say it he 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 had retard strength Oh my god. <laughs> we're we're going to have to mark this episode explicit. And well, that's the way it was booked in in my eyes as a young child when it was okay to say that. Uh but like I said that that move the crossface chicken wing which was it was a hold where he would kind of like wrap his arm around your neck, restrict one of your arms and in kayfabe meaning, you know, in story world it was impossible to get out of. Nobody could get out of it. Nobody could reverse it. They built him as a character up to a main event level based solely on his 
poor promos and this finisher. He was champion in 94? Yep. Yes. He what? for one one day? Wow. For one day? He, Hold on, I got a, I got a, a promo here for you. Yeah. You can listen to how crazy he is. Do you agree or disagree with his tactics? He is now two-time WWE. Wait, wait a minute. First of all, young man, it's <laughs> Mr. Bob Backlund, and you're incorrect. I've been the champion since 1978. I never lost the championship. Tonight, I just regained the belt, and I beat the man that represents your society. I beat him so I could save you. I'm going to scrutinize you to the fullest. <laughs> oh, I do love that line. I'm going to scrutinize you. He had another one where he was like in the ring and he's like, I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm not a, a guy like the president who's going to fillet you. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, bring him back, will you? He's, he's still just as crazy, by the way. And yeah, so he's old school kayfabe. If you see him in mm -hmm. real life, he he still plays that insane old character, which only existed during that run in WWF. Before that, he was just a straight up vanilla mm -hmm. wrestling dude. So so he was he was champion for like five years. Um, he's one of the longest. Yeah. In, yeah, in the WWF. Yes. Um, seventy eight through eighty three, and um, basically like his weird heel gimmick in in ninety four is just him as a as a good guy as a baby face because like he thinks that what he's doing is right. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> you 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 kids need to stay in school and and you know have your vitamins and that sort of thing. But he's yelling at you instead, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> with his fucking heel ass bow tie. Yep. Um, <laughs> and what a what a bizarre. I mean, but but yeah, I was scared of him as a kid too because the way that they they positioned that crossface chicken wing was like he would put it on and then he he's quote unquote he snaps he snaps yeah. and he won't let it off and they have to have like everyone come in from the back and like you know tear him off of his opponent yeah he, uh, he was putting it on all the interviewers the sound guy a oh, magazine yeah. writer at one yep. time yep and this my this was my pick for best finisher at number five anyway because i'm willing to bet that more people know the phrase cross face chicken wing than know the name bob backland <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, that's a really good, that's really so good. That's a great there. finisher. I went to. Yeah. I was present for his induction ceremony into the WWE Hall of Fame, and they had to escort him off the stage because he wouldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, talking. he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That was a fucking wild night. I saw. I saw future president Donald Trump get elected. Uh, no, like, oh, I did see him get elected too. No shit. Uh, inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame that was at Madison Square Garden. God, it's so cool. Wrestling's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We're uh, dragging here. So that's my number five. Bob yeah. Backlund, crossface chicken wing. Sam. All right. Uh, my number four is uh, the pop-up power bomb from Kevin Owens. Okay. Oh, pop-up okay. video. Like, What's he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's an another finisher that is like not his current finisher. It's it's an old it's an old finisher. So a standard power bomb. Let's see how to describe this move. Okay, you suck Usually, this guy's dick. Right? Well, kind of. Shove this man's he, head in your crotch first. Yeah, right? you. 
you would be standing and you would shove your opponent's head basically into your crotch so that he's bent you over at the waist hard by the waist right <laughs> grab him right by the waist the... you flip you lift... <laughs> you flip him, flip you him flip up your crotch in your face that's a good way to describe it yep so now you're yep. standing their crotch is in your face and they are very high in the air and then you yeah. drive them you know uh, back first into down into the mat um the, there are some people that have had the power bomb as their finisher. I won't say just in case they're on anyone's mm, list, but careful. oftentimes, mm-hmm. oftentimes they're large people. They're very large people. Say they're seven Ooh. feet tall or something. Don't bother and so you, them. And so you think, so you think about this this opponent coming down from such a tremendous height and how devastating that must be. Must be uh, Kevin Owens is not a super huge dude. Um, he's probably in real life. He's probably. F- 5'11", 6 feet tall, something like that. I'm um, dead. That's fine. Yeah, I saw I saw him at Disney with his kids, and I was like, huh, that's Kevin Owens. He's not very big. Um, so, like, in, in order to, you know, really emphasize, uh, you know, the, the height and the devastation of this move, um, he kind of adds his own twist to it, where he will he will send his opponent running into the ropes, and he will catch them as they're running, toss them into the air so they go up and above you know his shoulders above his head and then drive them down into the mat so it really adds like a, an extra something to it it makes it a bit more theatrical a bit more devastating and he'll do this onto the ring he'll do this through a table he'll do this onto the edge of the ring which is one of his kind of a uh, specialties and uh, I remember when he first kind of came onto the scene this move was really really sold as being absolutely devastating uh, I remember him putting down, I think, John Cena with it in one of his first matches. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens, pop-up powerbomb. Nice. I don't know why he changed it to the stunner. It was so much better, uh, the mm-hmm. pop-up powerbomb. It was so smooth, the way he delivered it as a mm-hmm. non-athletic-looking dad. Yep. It, it was really an impressive move, and it, I hated that he went to the stunner. It just doesn't work that well yeah agreed. i agree agreed also who keeps pop? that's the second pop is someone losing limbs what is nope. is that only on my end a pop no, i i can hear that someone's doing something okay. weird like an audio pop like a, i don't know i might have knocked something okay. uh, yeah maybe right. <laughs> I'm, I'm reorganizing my silverware drawer mm. oh, good. <laughs> uh all right my number four mm. the uh lethal injection by jay lethal I don't know this move at all, and I'm very much not a fan of Jay Lee. Really, not uh, okay. a fan? No, wow. I just I think really? he's super overhyped. I don't see anything special about him at all. This man can I, fucking work. <laughs> I thought he was lame as fuck early, but I've mm-hmm. grown to like all that bullshit. His like his current AEW run isn't great because he's stuck with Jeff Jarrett, which I think is his choice. Weirdly, but uh, no, his lethal injection. It is the main move is a cutter. But it's this is a very, move that's very specific to him. Uh, he calls it out every time he does it. But uh, he does a standing flip. He flips into the ropes. So he does a handstand flip into the ropes, bounces back and catches the person and does a cutter. It is another reason why I have it on this. It is a very clean move every time he hits it. And it is one of those moves. Usually when he hits it, no one's getting up from that. It's not super protected. But uh, yeah, this is definitely a. If someone kicks out of this, it's a big deal. All right, huh. what is a cutter? 
Uh, a cutter is Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. RKO. How do I want to describe that? How would you describe that? So I guess basically you're back to back with the person, right? You're kind of stand not back to back. Back to their chest. You're gonna grab their head over one of your shoulders and you're basically just gonna pull their head down to the ground. While you're also falling to the ground. Similar to a stunner, but you're not landing flat on your ass. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough yeah. one to visually describe. Yeah. If, it is. I, I mean I mean a lot of people will know it as as an RKO, you know, especially uh-huh. based on like internet memes and that sort of thing. Um but yeah, you're kind of jumping as you as you do this. You're jumping, you're catching your opponent's head kind of like in one arm over your shoulder and you're using your body weight to to there bring you your opponent down yeah. to the ground. Something like that. Yeah. And yeah, Jay Lethal's move is just crisp. I've seen it live and it's 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 I'd I'd say it's beautiful the way he gets it, but that's just me. There is a lot of pizzazz to it with his with his front flip, his bounce off the rope, and then jumping mm-hmm. up and catching the person. That's that's a very flashy move. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. him. <laughs> I think it's kind of fucking lame. I'm oh. not gonna lie. It you huh? bounce off the ropes to then bring the guy the opposite direction your momentum's bringing you. Eh. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a clean every time. He does yeah. it, and I'll give you that. It when he does it, it's a super difficult looking move to execute. But as far as visual effectiveness, yeah, nah, not for me. At the end of the day, it's a kata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kata. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's, that's my that, number four. Hey, that's your number four, and you know I don't agree with it, but I'll defend you right to the death to say it. Um, who's next? Me? Uh, you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right, who do I have on my number four? Oh, that's right. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Sam alluded to it already, but my finisher is also a power bomb. And when I was a kid, I'll put it this way: this power bomb okay. was made illegal, and this person would get arrested when he performed this move. Ooh. And my number four mm-hmm. is the jackknife power bomb from Diesel, Big yep. Daddy Cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So everything that's really homoerotic that was already laid out about the power bomb setup is still true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. The difference is is when your opponent is sitting on your shoulders facing the opposite way, so you're smelling his balls. You know, um, mm-hmm. before as Sam also alluded to earlier, typically it's done by people who are tall. Uh, Diesel is a very tall gentleman. He's a boy. He was always built at like what ten feet. Uh, basically, yeah. yeah, seven feet tall. Yeah, uh, but he's very tall, so the whole height thing that's um, plays into as a factor. But what he would do is he would grab the trunks of his opponent, and then he's already like, uh, we'll say six and a half feet up. Um, he would then lift them up even higher by uh, shoulder pressing the rest of their body by bringing them as high as possible, double handed over his head, and then drive them down from the highest point possible. And that move, that move looked devastating. Some of these are fucking brutal. Yeah, it's it's high. (laughs) It's legitimately high up. Um, he just fucking tosses these people too. Yeah, (laughs) there he doesn't. He does not pause. Well, early days did not pause. Apparently, he just put them up and immediately threw them down. Yeah, 
Um, he fucking did it to the big show. Excuse me, the giant. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but by the way, this is to bring it all around. This is the move that he won the championship with from Bob Backlund. Oh, <laughs> at a at a house at a house show at Madison Square Garden. Um, the the matches bell rings. He kicks Bob Backlund in the stomach. Power bombs him. One two three. Good job, Bob Backlund. <laughs> I now remember that. But holy shit, Sam! Deep, deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> but so, um, wh- why is this banned now? It's not banned now. It, at what? the time, the storyline was like it was too yeah. devastating of a move. And the WWE, like storyline wise, was like, you can't do that move anymore. It's, it's, we're banning it. And if you do it, you're going to be arrested. And then he would do it. And then he would just turn around and put his hands behind his back. And the cops would cut him out of nowhere and arrest him. And he'd go away smiling. It was such a cool gimmick. It was kayfabe banned. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, for, for, for those not familiar with Diesel, um, you might know him from the Magic Mike movies. That's right. Uh, Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. You might also know him as Super Shredder. Also from true. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Yep. Yeah. He's also the Russian in the first part, second Punisher movie? The 2000s one. Oh. Okay. Since we're doing this, he was also in Grandma's Boy <laughs> when he told the guy, what are you probably getting hookers? And he, the other guy said, you're a hooker. And he almost kicked his head. Anyway. Um, and while we're doing this, he was also... Uh, on MTV, beating up a fan at uh, a a uh, like a like a what was it there when the MTV Summer Jam or whatever was going on, and they had like a wrestling thing with WCW, and a fan was throwing sand at him and uh, another wrestler, and he uh, he grabbed the fan and yanked him over the railing and beat him up on TV. <laughs> okay, I'm a fan. <laughs> he's awesome, and he's also got a very famous shoot interview where he just eats a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> what have you ever seen google you know youtube youtube kevin nash eating pasta just uh, eat, i type kevin nash eating and ravioli's the first one apparently. i'm sure ravioli's yeah that's what it is <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> i'm surprised i never heard of that yeah that's a famous shoot interview but um but yeah no that move was awesome when i was a kid i was like this man can't be stopped <laughs> <laughs> pretty much was like the mentality I had. Um, so that's my number four is a jackknife powerbomb from Diesel, baby. Oh, also, um, I don't know, Sam, you probably went to this, but during the one and only 40-man Royal Rumble in Boston, Massachusetts, he came back as Diesel and I lost my mind. Man, that I, was was, really I wasn't cool. there. I wasn't there, but yeah, that was fucking awesome. And that was fucking crazy. He had such a gentle over-the-top rope because of his <laughs> like his bad knees or hips or whatever. Yeah. He couldn't but, go. You know, but he's he's sixty four years old now. Um, what? And, yeah, and he's Damn. in incredible shape. I was gonna say um, he looks great. Good for him. He's yeah. he's a good follow on on Instagram for um for fitness stuff. He he posts a lot hmm. of like his workout routines and everything, and he looks amazing. Good for him. And uh, in the rest of his time, he just podcasts about hating on other wrestlers <laughs> and trying to yep. generate mm-hmm. headlines as a asshole. Where's the but, lie? Good pick. Uh, so well, you're up. Me? Yeah. Not even top three power bombs, by the way, but my number four. Yep. This is going to piss a couple of the purists off because I started to write down Ric Flair's figure four, but instead I changed it to Charlotte's figure eight. 
the figure eight. Oh my god. I, I knew know. I knew I would get you, some groans out like, of this one. Do you just like to see her bend? Is that it? <laughs> look, look. She's not a I like No, I she looks just like Rick Flair. Not well <laughs> so not anymore. I think early on. I thought she was a very pretty girl. I think she's probably the I wouldn't say the most talented, but the greatest women's wrestler of all time. And wow. she took her I don't father's iconic move, the mm-hmm. figure four leg lock, which was a great submission move. You know, everybody knows it was great. I just love the idea of a submission as a finisher, because these days you don't see that so often. It's just like a rest move, uh, mm-hmm. meaning that like it's just a time for them to pretend they're in pain, but actually just catch their breath. Uh, so... Oh, I didn't describe what the figure four is, but basically you you tangle your legs up and you hurt their shin. <laughs> okay, there you go. And then that's uh, the figure but, eight too. So we'll get to that. And <laughs> the figure four was such a great move uh, because it, it as a finisher, a submission move brings the crowd to like a fever pitch, especially if it's plausible that they could win with that move. Uh, but I love the extra like uh, the, the stank that Charlotte put on it by calling it the, the figure eight and doing a, a backhand bridge. I think it's just called a bridge. It's a bridge. And she holds, you know, holds that while still doing the figure four. It just visually adds more leverage to the move, makes it look more painful, makes it look beautiful. Uh, Regardless of if, if you think she's pretty or not and her plastic surgery and all that, but it's it's a good looking move, and it even, mm-hmm. you know, applies downward pressure to keep the opponent's shoulders uh, closer to the mat than the figure four would do. And you know, with her tall frame and the way she does it, it's just it's spectacular looking. It works for her, and like I said, as probably the greatest female wrestler uh, of all time. I think it you're works. forgetting of one Kelly Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had nice eyes. She looks like Janice from friggin' The Electric Mayhem. <laughs> That's my type of lady. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a good pick. I, I do agree. She's she's an extremely talented female wrestler. She's if if in any regard is she's consistently reliable in the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's always mm-hmm. there. She's uh, a level player since NXT. Well, the what do they call it? The Four Horse Women. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know who was that. Her or Sarah Jessica Parker's. Her. Ooh. <laughs> her. Oh, don't Betty sully. Lynch. Don't sully her with that horse face. <laughs> fucking. No, so, I don't. I don't like that she had her mole removed. I think that's wrong. Who Sarah? Has, uh, SJP. No, Charlotte. Oh, she had a the signature like beauty mole, and it's gone now. Oh, probably got it to cut and weight. Tons of fucking plastic surgery. She looks weird, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. looks like a fish person now. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So serious question: How many of us have uh, uh applied the figure four to a a friend or yep. perhaps coworker? <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. I've have. I've been put in, and I've put fellow cast members in figure fours during improv shows <laughs> did, so here's a follow-up to that did you try to 
turn it over and realize that that doesn't do shit. Well, it doesn't matter. You got to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> right. When you when you turn it over, it, re- it reverses the pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the lie they tell you, but it's <laughs> absolutely not true. Yeah, but so, what can you do? Does it do any? I've never been put in or put someone in. Does oh, it actually do anything? Oh no! It, come on not. down, come on down, baby. Yeah, it it. Uh, be careful with these spidery legs. Well, it, it's <laughs> so hairy. <laughs> you could break someone's shin with it if you were really trying. Yeah. Ooh, I'm good. Uh, but yeah, okay. Uh, Sam, number three. All right. Uh, my number three, the, the, hands down, one of the most realistic devastating finishers of all time uh it is the bonsai drop from yokozuna that's my number three too (laughs) oh Oh, you got really a fine place sam's got this number three sam's got it um so yokozuna uh came from an era when it was okay to just slap a completely different ethnicity on a person (laughs) (laughs) he was was pretty close though it was pretty close uh, he's samoan and they're like you have slanty eyes. You can be Japanese. Hey, the um, friggin' Chief J. Strongbow was an Italian. <laughs> I know. There was a lot of that. So um, so he played a uh, Japanese sumo wrestler. Um, and he was legitimately... I think when he started in the WWF, he was about 400 pounds. Um, and as he got to his uh, his prime, he weighed about 600 pounds. As he went past his prime, he did, in fact, in real life, weigh close to 800 pounds. Um, oh and he God. would he would eventually die of... Um, of what? Of, he, <laughs> <laughs> what would, what would <laughs> kill a man of that size? Natural causes? <laughs> he died of um, fluid buildup in his lungs. Um, oh, that could happen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, any, anywho. So, this move is very simple. Uh, he would knock his opponent down, drag them into the corner of the ring. He would climb up to the second rope and just jump off and put all of his weight butt first mm-hmm. directly onto his opponent's chest. Um, even if he didn't jump up and do it, if he just sat on you, he simply weighs too much to get you off. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to, for you to get like him off. get me off. Uh, I know. That was a <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> so... Absolutely devastating to watch. Very realistic. Um, you can watch, I think, compilations of this online, and you're just like, how does he not legitimately kill these people by doing it? Um, t- take it away. Take it away, Will. Yeah. No, you you, you touch on it. And I, I, I didn't have his weight that high. Uh, what I researched, anyway, was that he was 641 pounds at his biggest as a performer, anyway. Maybe... You know, that's mistaken, but that's a fucking giant human to be mm-hmm. working as a, you know, quote unquote athlete, which is super impressive. He used the bonsai drop and effectively killed Hulkamania uh, mm-hmm. before he went to mm-hmm. WCW. He squashed Hulk and then he built a program with Bret Hart and then eventually the cruise ship or the um the u.s the the aircraft carrier where lex luger flew in on the helicopter to body slam him and save the country on fucking pearl harbor day or something (laughs) oh yeah we were that fourth of july fourth of july i think it was (laughs) and it's just like wow 
the 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 gall of the the way Vince ran shit back then is really funny. But yeah, the the fact that he and he it wasn't just a quick jump. He would always like bounce on the ropes a couple times, get some momentum, and mm-hmm. then slam that big, beautiful, sexy ass uh, uh, butt onto the <laughs> opponent as they were. And yeah, if you did that for real, you'd murder someone. And that uh, makes it a yeah. great finisher. Hey, that's how the uh, revolting right. blob killed that guy. The revolting blob. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Billy Madison. It's supposed to pinch my leg. (laughs) (laughs) But Yoko, you know, Yokozuna in his own right was such an iconic figure. He was so good. He didn't have to speak. I really didn't believe he Mm -hmm. could speak English. You know, growing up, I thought he was actually a sumo wrestler. Oh, yeah. You know, but his act was so good. His acting was so good in the ring with Mr. Fuji. He really looked in and conveyed that meanness. Of, yeah, he's a real, Jap- he's a real a Japanese fuck. hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <A> Japanese hero? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah the, the only thing he would say is he would turn to the camera and he would yell bonsai. Yeah. Um, oh, so that was, the, that was the top of my thing I skipped by is... When yep. he would bounce off the ropes and the, the yelling and the, the furring of the eyebrow of Banzai! It really felt like he was trying to hurt the guy he was in the ring with. So, remember, really a great finisher. Remember when they were, were looking? Ha- they were having that, um, that like slam Yokozuna contest and they had to stop it so he could eat a big bowl of rice. <laughs> that's, that's how far they went with the gimmick. He was like, was, Vince was probably like, Ah, it's uh, it's Japanese. Uh, Bowl of rice. He's got a puke. And does anyone know what bonsai translates to? Um, Tree. Good morning. It translates to planted in a container. Yeah. He plants. He plants them all right. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Weird that a Hawaiian would say that. Uh, Yeah. Charles, number three. Yeah. All right, my number three. Um, I expect crickets on this one. It is uh, Brody King's Gonzo Bomb. Uh, I'm not familiar oh, with Brody King. I don't know the move, yeah. but I love the guy. Brody King, gi- giant man. A giant wall art of a man. Because he's covered head to toe in fucking tattoos. But um, the Gonzo Bomb is a power bomb pile driver combo. So basically, same setup as... Uh, Powerbomb, hoists him over his shoulder, holds him for a second, and then slams him down to a pile driver. Mostly a sit-out pile driver. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I put this on here because a lot of this move goes into the pers- the selling of the person who takes it. Because uh, Brody's huge, and a lot of the time you're just going to see them not really land on the mat. But uh, I have one particular... Favorite time he did this, and he did it to uh, Darby Allen, who's got great oh, ragdoll physics, and he looks like he fucking destroyed him. Like, because I saw it live on TV, I was like, Jesus Christ! It was the first time I actually saw the move, saw him do the Gonzo bomb. So, so this is not this is not a WWE wrestler. So he is dropping someone on their head. Uh, yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he is. He's currently in AEW in the stable House of Black. 
Um, but he was also a Ring of Honor wrestler and just a genuine, giant, intimidating, good guy. But yeah, the, the Gonzo Bomb is something I haven't seen someone else do. I didn't even... I would never think to combine a power bomb and a pile driver into one move. Pile bomb. Yeah. And it's just fucking, it looks devastating to receive. Looks super yeah. dangerous. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Good. And for someone who has not been wrestling that long to be doing a move like that. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> it, you lose your grip a little bit and Darren draws off somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, when I post the list, I'll post a link to him doing it to fucking Darby Allen. Cause mainly I just want people to see Darby Allen sell the fucking move. <laughs> he fucking well, destroys that kid. <laughs> well, not to oh, yeah. get too far off the side, but Darby can sell a fucking getting hit with a popsicle stick. Yeah. That, that, that kid's going to be, uh, it's kind of a shorter career than Jeff Hardy, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Four fucking kids back. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's nice. my number three. Nice yeah. pick. Very nice. Very nice. Nice. Um, Matt, me number three. Yeah, you. All right, my number three is. Uh, yo, you want to talk about fucking dangerous moves? My number three is right up there. Um, this wrestler is currently in WWE, but this is from his earlier days under a different name, um, and. My number three is the El Generico Top Rope Brain Buster. Oh, some you, indie bullshit. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? I have no, not. I oh, my God. Watch this. You want to talk about... He does a brain... You know what the I'll Brain Buster it. is? Describe so it. Brain Buster is when you pick somebody up, classic suplex style. So you have one hand over the... Uh, you put their opponent's head under your arm, and you put your hand over their the nape of their neck, and then you put their arm over your nape of your neck, and then you lift them up vertically. And typically, you would just fall straight back on to do a suplex, but in the brain buster, while they're vertical, you literally just let go and drop them straight down on their head. Now, what El Generico does is he does that move, but he does it on the top rope, driving their head straight down vertically onto the top of the top rope. (laughs) This fucking... (laughs) This is a fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a dangerous yeah. one. Oh yeah, I had, to, I had to look this up on on YouTube, and it's uh, unfortunate looking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you oh, want a believable God. move that's going to not only win you the match but kill a man, um, this is the one. And he did it all the time. And my favorite thing too is like when people would take this move. Like if you watch those compilations, like some of them are just in like a gym. Right, it's like in the indie days. Yeah, is yeah. like, yeah, I'll risk my life for. Uh, up. It's clearly, it's clearly on like a basement. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll risk everything for this uh, for six people and sitting in folding chairs in uh, your friend's basement. But it's a great move. It's so cool, and it's like it's one of those things where someone who's a fan of wrestling goes, you know, it'd be fucking crazy if someone like picks somebody up and just drop them straight on their head on the top rope, and they're like, you know what, I think I could do it. Um, and then he did, and it's super devastating. Obviously. A very high risk move, mm-hmm. and no one does it. And I don't know how I feel about it. I wish they would. I'd so, love to so see the it. Th- so the thing is, that the the guy doing this, right? El Generico. This is Sami Zayn. Yeah, oh, well, yeah that's Sami Zayn. It's El Generico. One of, one of the worst 
bodies in all of WWE history. Like he he doesn't have the muscle mass to like to give yeah. me the confidence that him picking someone up above his head and driving them down into a specific spot is is going to actually happen. That's what makes it extra scary to me. Yeah. But it, it's like Rick Moranis picking me up and <laughs> throwing me. I'm the key master. You could be so blessed. Um but yeah, it's uh you gotta YouTube it if you haven't seen it. And it's when I first saw it I was like, Holy shit. That's cool. Um and then someone played like a techno beat after I said that. Um but it's a great one. Number three, El Generico, top rope. And it's the move's called Brain Busta. Specifically. So Is it? How many how many H A's and H's at the end? I think of that? there's like four A's and two H's. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so Will, you already went, right? Because your number three was the same one yeah, as Yeah, my number three was Bonsai. Bonsai. All right, mm-hmm. Sam, number two. All right. My number two is the Doomsday Device by Legion of Doom. My number one. Oh, oh man, my- go for it. It's it's a deserving number one. Yeah. Do uh, it. The Legion of Doom. Honestly, uh, if I had to pick... I don't have a favorite wrestler of all time. I have a favorite tag team of all time. It was Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. I used to go to the uh, the antique store, and they would have VHSs of old Road Warriors tapes, and I would watch these. I loved, I loved the tag team. They were so raw, so gritty, and... And time has told that they were even cooler than I thought. Right? <laughs> you guys? Because they were all like high on cocaine and just jacked up with all sorts of steroids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So maybe I shouldn't say cool. I don't want to endorse any bad <laughs> No, no, that's cool. But more interesting than I even imagined as a kid. I'm like, these guys look like motherfuckers. You don't want to see them in an alley but the um the legion of doom obviously this the the spike shoulder pads everybody loved that they mm-hmm. were uh locker room guys uh kinda uh, they they also they they took this move which was obviously so dev- okay i forgot to describe how it goes so firstly the legion of doom the road warriors they would take their tag team opponent. Animal would find an opportunity to lift one of his opponents over his head and sit them on their shoulders like a dad trying to let his son see a concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they would turn to the turnbuckle of the ring and the hawk would launch off of that thing and often at long distances. Uh, kind of forgotten how far Hawk w- could could launch himself off that, but uh, clothesline where Hawk would 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 knock him from the shoulders down, and Animal would flip the legs up, get their body to flip over. It just looked like the most brutal uh, act of aggression, uh, but also a pretty safe move move. Uh, just don't ask Henry Godwin, I guess. Uh, he had a bad experience. But yeah, Legion of Doom, 
putting them in the electric chair on your shoulders, the clothesline off the top, flipping the bodies. Could They did it against any and everybody. And they were the most dominant tag team of all time. That shit used to fire me up. <laughs> God damn, love that. Oh, this is fucking hard as nails. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't Hell realize yeah. that was so hard. I'm gonna have to go you fucking know, with Road my Warriors up. until they hit WWF, and then Legion of Doom once they hit WWF. Still an awesome name. Mm-hmm. Greatest tag team of all time. Greatest finisher. Uh, I, don't I don't know if I call them the greatest tag team of all time, but they're they're up yeah. there. They're up there. I mean, two two huge jacked up dudes, and and they came from an era where it was basically at their discretion whether they were going to hurt you or not. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so bona fide so thugs. Yes, and so you watch them do do this move, and you can tell if you watch a compilation of of the Doomsday Device on YouTube, you can see like them take care of some people. And just lay waste <laughs> yes. to other people. Um, it's it's great to see. And yeah, well, launching like a like a six foot three, you know, three hundred pound man just launching himself off the top rope, with all of his body weight just clotheslining you off of someone's shoulders. I mean, that's it's just brutal to watch. The bodies like flip around and ragdoll, and then land, oftentimes very awkwardly, uh, on their on their backs, head, shoulders, any anything like that. Um, it was it was fun to watch. Every once in a while, you'll see uh, a current day tag team do a tribute to this move. Um, mm-hmm. It's it nowadays. It's always the take care of my opponent version of it. The cowardly um, way. The cowardly it way. Fairly, it looks fairly weak nowadays when people do it. Yes, it does. Uh, but it was never delivered weekly. A week. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. week. It was delivered weekly, but not weekly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, uh sick yeah um yeah. that's a good one all right charles let's keep the yep. keep the ball rolling my number two is uh it's an undertaker finisher oh it's nice. the uh it's a gogo plot it's gogo plot yep uh it's the the last ride yes mm-hmm. better power bomb great power bomb mm-hmm. um fl- basically as we've described with all the standard power bomb crotch and face moves um it is a full extension one. So instead of just like having them on your shoulders and throwing them down, you are also now grabbing them by the tights, full arm extension, and dropping them down onto their back. And Undertaker's what, six seven, six eight, with yep. a full extension. So you're close to eight feet in the air. But also the fact that he's doing this to like two hundred and fifty pound guys, maybe even heavier in Lifting him onto his shoulders and then further hoisting him up higher and slamming him down. Like, that's a fucking powerful move for a guy that big. And yeah. I dare say, it's better power bomb than the jackknife. Absolutely. I agree mm-hmm. with you there. And I didn't want to spoil it, but this one almost made my top list because it was the best power bomb ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It's okay. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah, 
it's what makes a, it it's, okay, Matt? What yeah. makes it okay? It's too, it's too much. It's too much going on. It doesn't have too the raw. Doesn't have the raw violence of the jackknife. Is it too much showmanship? Is that why? I don't. <laughs> Kevin Nash was so slow. What do you mean? He just he he listen. He picked him up. And then he let God take the wheel. And that's, you know what? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Good for his opponents. Yeah. <laughs> for being able to take that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. if, you, if you want like a performative finisher, The Undertaker's is great. But if you want a man's finisher, if you want one that's really going to roll the dice on whether you're waking up tomorrow, you go jackknife. That's why, hey, listen, I'll put it this way. Uh, no one ever, Undertaker never got arrested for doing it. <laughs> That's man, fair. Man's breaking That's the law. Okay. Yeah. Ahmed Johnson had a better power bomb than Diesel. Ahmed oh. Johnson um, uh. unleashed a fire extinguisher into a crowded arena. So <laughs> he's not the brightest. Of the <laughs> Ruined half a show. For I didn't say he was smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the fucking Undertaker. The man always delivers. So, I went with the last yeah. red. This is what I remember from my like, a good chunk of re- watching wrestling in my childhood was the Attitude Ruthless Aggression era. So this is like the one of the best finishers I remember. That was on my mm-hmm. list, uh, adjacent list. All right. Yeah. Okay. That. All right. My Your number. number, two? My number what do you two? got that's better than the last red? What do you got? Um. So. Here's another one. Also involves height, but this one, <coughs> excuse me, I thought was just uh, I, I would have hated to take this one, maybe more so than almost any of the other ones. My number mm. two is the Razor's Edge by Razor Ramon. Mm, okay, it's something mm-hmm. about the idea of being put up in that position. The position being, um, having someone grab you by your underarms. Well, first of all, they would do the whole flip. Yippee, 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 kaye. The same setup as a powerbomb, except they would flip you past their head. So now you're like kind of um, laying down on their right shoulder, right? Like your back, like your lower back, you're balanced on their right shoulder, like you're like a sack of potatoes. And then <coughs> Reza Ramon would then take his hands and place them under both your armpits and then uh, gorilla press you straight up. So now you're being essentially crucified like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and then, so your back's facing his, you know, his, you know, the front of Razor Ramon, and he would just fall forward and then just drop you right there from an extravagant height. Um, and I would hate to take that move just because it just looks like it sucks. And there's like, you can't, mm-hmm. really, you can't see where you're going. And the fall's kind of slow. So you anticipate the impact. It sucks. This Agreed. was on. This who, was also who, on my short list. Same. Who 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 does it now? There's someone that pulls it out every once in a while. Um, there's two. So, Ethan Page does Ego's Edge, I think. Who? Um, and then uh, Ethan Page, AEW wrestler, and then um, what's his name from uh, Judgment Day? Does it? Oh, Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest. Does, yeah. Okay. Oh, he, he deserves now. to do it. He's fucking gigantic as well, though. He sucks. <laughs> No, he doesn't. Ooh, are you You're out of here, Are you fucking kidding me? He hasn't had me? the opportunity. He's going to be awesome. 
No, he's not. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a flash in the pan. He's not gonna do anything, and he's gonna be released in three years. Mark my words. Well, he is in his forties, so. <laughs> okay, sorry. Two years. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, the man's got the money in the bank. He's not gonna cash it in because who the fuck is he gonna cash it in on? Um, but yeah, yeah. He does the Razor's Edge. She also does Razor Ramones, like uh, Surfer Walkthrough in the beginning. Huh. As well. What yeah. an original guy. He got the blessing. So the blessing from who is? Di- oh is, no, is he? Di- is Scott Hall dead? Yeah, he's yeah, dead. Scott Hall died. Yeah. Well, yeah, he went through the DDP yoga sobriety mm-hmm. treatment um, and did well for a while, but can't outrun that cocaine. <laughs> Damian Priest sucks. You suck. You're so <laughs> boring. <laughs> I right. agree with you, Matt. Thank you, Sam. Sam, no, I'm voting. Shut for up, Sam. Sam. I'm voting for Sam. <laughs> Damian Priest. <laughs> Is the I'm most on. generic, boring ass. Nothing special about him. His fucking his wardrobe sucks. His look sucks. He's tall and he's not big, and it drives me nuts. But he's and- friends with Bad Bunny. <laughs> mm. I listen. I would rather watch Bad Bunny wrestle than Damian Priest. Bad Bunny's actually awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's way more entertaining. <laughs> <It's pretty> fucking good. <laughs> What's with the? All right, for another episode. But the celebrities that are turning it up. Oh, you know why? I can I can answer that question. The reason why is because the celebrities that are turning it up have watched wrestling when they were kids and watched other celebrities shit the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking be friggin'. The only person who ever had any clout was fucking LT Jackson when he fucking wrestled Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania. That was the Lawrence only Taylor. time. Oh, yeah. LT. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, was Lawrence a good match. That was a mm-hmm. legitimate match. Yeah. And then since then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Logan Paul, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny and sure, Jason Amil. Whatever. Jason Amil, the Green Arrows now does. Green uh, Arrow Now does. recently canceled heels on Stars. Yep. Yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, my number two is Razor Ramon. Will number two. My number two, which is going to be my last one since. Uh, Sam slammed me on the Legion of Doom move, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is deservingly a number one pick. But my number two uh, is the Jeff Hardy Swanton Bomb. Uh, I expected that. I told yeah. you. This is um, yeah. my experience, my emotion, how it went for me. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy was fucking phenomenal. During all of our mm-hmm. lifetime, oh, disagree yeah. no with that. Dispute that. <laughs> yeah, nobody can dispute that. And he added that extra sense of complete suicidal danger to his finishing moves and like the tables and ladders and chairs matches that he would put on like weekly at a point. Uh, but the Swanton Bomb, the delayed flip, it was just so beautiful. And he did the guns to the head, which he later was told to kind of point up to not indicate suicidal. But it was like, I'm suicidal. Watch this shit. And he did that. Uh, but so then he did all the Jeff Hardy spots. That we've mm-hmm. seen everybody. You don't even have to be a wrestling fan to see those Jeff Hardy spots where it was he was jumping off scaffolding off the back of a semi, 
uh, truck trailer, uh, anything that he did off the top of the elimination chamber cages. He that delayed flip just added so much in an era where they were amping up that extreme visual atmosphere. He put that move with the delayed reaction in that created such a moment of suspense that you could cut it with a knife. I wish I had something better, but <laughs> unbelievable. The Swanton bomb. Yeah. You guys, zip. what do you think? Uh, any I move mean, that I can do into a pool, I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't uh, give a lot of credit to. <laughs> he just tanked your fucking picking one. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> can so, you really? Yeah. <laughs> I think my three-year-old daughter could do flip. it. It's a front flip that you don't make it all the way. Yeah. You do land on your back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But well, I get it. He's he's the yeah. he's a charismatic it, enigma. All right, was, let me probably let me finish some of all some time. other bullshit here. We got it was uh, not his original move. Obviously, nothing in wrestling is original. This was from the the great Sasuke's Senton Atomico. I said that kind of Spanish. It should have been Japanese, but <laughs> whatever. It wasn't white. Yeah. It just sucks. It sucks you guys don't agree with that. No it's... other finisher made me say, oh my god, did that just happen? Then Jeff Hardy's prime swanton spots I'm not, in I'm not gonna TLC lie. I, and whatever. It is... I think, yeah, it's, sure, he did a front flip. I was more <laughs> amazed when Lita did the, a moonsault than Jeff Hardy doing a front flip. Yeah, but her moonsault yeah. sucked too. I'm saying the first time <laughs> seeing that was better than a lot of his other spots just because we didn't see women do that. But come on, it's yeah. Well, there we go, ladies and this gentlemen. Would, this would it fine number five, bad number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, you can't win them all. So I guess next week, Charles is going to win. Uh, maybe. Yeah, if anyone knows any of his wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> I picked a local wrestler. Um, it's me. <laughs> all right. So, Sam, number one. All right. My number one is the move that I was most afraid of taking as a, as a child. Oh, can I guess? And it's it's the one I'm most afraid of taking today as well. And yes, you can guess. Is it the mandible claw? Yes, hundred percent. Wait, what? Yeah, I was gonna say like the so pedigree. <laughs> wow, what a so guess! Scary. I really I don't know guess? why when you said when you said the most afraid you were to take, I was yeah. like, I wouldn't want anyone's finger in my mouth. That's such an easy move to be applied to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I was I was afraid wow. of mankind. Yeah. Um. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he basically in in his prime mankind days before he was lovable Santa Claus McFoley. Um. You know, he basically played like a just a deranged psychopath in a leather mask. Yeah. And he wore this glove on one hand, where his ring finger and his middle finger were kind of like sewn together. 
So you didn't really know like what was going on if he had some sort of deformity. And his and the move was so simple but horrifying where he would cram those two digits into his opponent's mouth. And what he was supposed to be doing was putting pressure underneath their tongue on all the the, the nerves and the soft tissue underneath the tongue um, and basically like putting them in this crazy tongue nerve hold thing. And um, of course, while he's doing it, he's also screaming like a half man, half pig <laughs> maniac yeah. as he does it. And it's and it was terrifying. And, and at the beginning, they'd also have like people would like speak spit stuff up after he did it yeah they'd like be foaming from the mouth like white stuff would be coming out of their mouth um it was very scary and uh yeah he could do it to anyone um doesn't matter their size it could come out of nowhere and still to this day the thought of someone pressing on those with my tongue um that's some horrifying shit so mandible claw number one yeah that's a good one that's that's like a you know what that's like a that's like a sleeper pick on finishers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that like big impact whatever, but yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that shit sucks. <laughs> Certainly has a long story. Yep. Yeah. Um, I did not. I didn't think oh, about it. Like so, when you came up with a manual clause, like I guess I would be bad, but I don't know. I it never it didn't pop into my head is that that's what I would hate to take. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt brought it back for a short time R. before R. his for Horace passing. Yeah. Um, I can't believe he's dead. Are you just pandering? Sh- now? Shit's wild. Are you just pandering? <laughs> are you just pandering for fucking sympathy votes? Yeah. Let me just mention this guy that died. Yeah, I need to win decide, some point. He died by himself, not because of you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um but yeah the the it's a it's a movie you didn't see before mankind you you didn't see it for 20 years after him and then it came back you know with another you know horror based figure and it was just as scary when when he did it of Um, course especially Mm -hmm. because you haven't seen it in so long and uh who knows when the next time if you'll ever see it again um it got you know, kind of bastardized um, when mankind became like lovable mankind and he put a sock puppet on his hand um, and it eventually became the Mr. Socko sock puppet version of this move where he put the sock in your mouth and then it was more about like, oh, it's disgusting. You have a sock in your mouth. Um, But originally it was supposed to be about this brutal, terrifying nerve hold with this maniac screaming into your face while he did it. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a great pick. Um, let me see. Charles, you're up. Number one. Yeah. My number one is uh, what I consider probably, a, I think, the best power move, which is uh, Goldberg's jackhammer. Um, I really hate him. But <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, Bret Hart fans are going to fucking hate this pick. Yeah, yeah um, but it, it is it is a power move for sure. I, I can't, I can't argue move. that. Yeah. Yeah. I am yeah. 100% with you charles mm-hmm. because that move was devastating the yeah. way he you know delivered his, it for whole, like, how many persona. days are like, you gonna say mm-hmm. do you have the number how many days God. how many matches anyone anyone the goldberg streak <sighs> the, the jackknife power bomb was really 73 you know 173 ah cool 
crazy. The, that power bomb, or the jackknife, I should say, the, you know, the inverted jackhammer. suplex. Jackhammer. Yeah. It was it. I'm sorry. Did I misspeak? Yeah. yeah you keep saying jackknife. I do what like a ding I, dong. It was I've inverted it whole suplex. Like, yeah. He could hold him up for days. Mm-hmm. He, he held him up. WCW suit all the time. He did it, you know. And I thought that was fucking stupid. Goldberg <laughs> and WCW was dumb as fuck. The mm-hmm. jackknife power bomb. Jackhammer. 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 The, the jackhammer was mm-hmm. a great finisher. It was it was definitely a better finisher in WCW than in WWE. Like that's when he come on when he got WWE he was well past his like reckless prime, so all his best the jackhammer was the best in WCW and at the time when he showed up with how jacked he was and how crazy of a wrestler he was and just reckless yeah that move looked fucking devastating. <laughs> Can you describe said to move? You're gonna uh, pick him up in a suplex, so. Headlock, and they're just you're just gonna pick them up and invert them over your head, delayed style, right? And then uh, I don't know. You're basically just gonna when you go to drop them, you're gonna turn and slam them down. Yeah, you know, as yeah. you would, as you would. You know, this is a move you can perform on, you know, your friends, your kids, dogs mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very very easy move. Very. Definitely something that should be performed by a roided up f- former football player. The the scariest yeah. thing about this move is watching him attempt to do it in later years. Um, yeah, the, his his match against the Undertaker um, at, in Saudi Arabia or whatever is just brutal to watch. Where he mm-hmm. he picks him up or he attempts to and just can't do it and drops him straight on his head. Um, that's a scary yeah. moment. Yeah, well, you know, Goldberg is well known for a lot of his safe moves. So, yeah. True. All right. That's why he relied on. (laughs) That's why he relies on. He relied on the spear in the later times, which also his spear, fucking great. Yeah. I mean, yep. Good spear. Mm -hmm. He's a good spear. He's a big guy. He's fast. Mm -hmm. He's athletic. He's got the look. He's just a fucking jerk. (laughs) He's just a jerk. Bad spears. Oh, I hate any yeah. any spears. I think that's such a shitty move. No, bad really? spears are the worst. Actually, Edge, I'm gonna take back. Get out of here. Rhino probably has the best spear. Yep, the gore. Yep, the fucking gore. On my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Number one, Jackhammer by Goldberg. Matt, my number one to you. You're number one. Let's see. <coughs> what do you Please got? Be a spear. <laughs> Is it a flying headbutt by Chris Benoit? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so, okay. So this might, this is either going to win me this week or it's going to just toss me right out the fucking window. This is easily not the most devastating move on my list. Mm-hmm. This, I picked this one because of its sheer absolute dominance of like in the zeitgeist and my number one finisher is a stone cold stunner yeah it's 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 just a move that completely 
became as culturally important as the wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin himself. How many times have you faked or whatever or stunnered your friends throughout the years? Yeah. No. What about this week? <laughs> this week? I, I haven't done it to anyone this week, but the week's still early. We're recording early. Yeah. If no. my bigger dog's in the right position, just for a safe, fun one, just like, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> what? what now? But um, he, it's it's just the setup is great, right? Just a kick to the stomach, right? Yeah. And then it just mm-hmm. leans right into it. You can kind of, and then like, or the um, sneak up behind and like yank him by the shoulder, turn him around and give him what, give it to him quick. Um, it's just such a great, simple move. Uh, Kevin Owens does it now. We talked about it earlier, and it is not the same. It's not. No, it's I not. love Kevin. I wish it was good. I wish it was good. It's not. It's, not, it's definitely not the same. It, it doesn't have that that same, I don't know, vitriol behind it as when, when Stone Cold would deliver it. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, please, please go ahead and, and describe said stunner for our non-wrestling fans. So what you would do is you would first pound a beer, okay? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you yeah. pound a beer, and then you you teeter around for a bit. You get into a verbal <laughs> altercation, usually. Um, <laughs> you say a couple catchphrases. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. once you've had enough of the disagreement, you would flip off your opponent. That's the first part. And then you would, like I said, you kick him in the belly, and then their reaction to the belly kick would be to hunch over, and then you would turn around, and you would place your shoulder under their chin, wrap your hand around the top of their head, with your other hand, meet your hand behind your opponent's head, and then jump up and sit down on your buttocks, bringing their chin on your shoulder down to then... I don't know, just like the the inverse force of the falling and stopping on a shoulder under their chin would then stun them. And then they would, depending who they are, sell it very heavily. The the Rock sold this the best. Every Scott Hall might have been. Did. Scott Hall was right up there, though. <laughs> Good old Scotty Hall. Didn't the Rock, he took it one time, took the stunner, got back up, still had the beer in his hand. And then he got stunned oh, yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, he took a sip, but then got stunned mm-hmm. again and then yes, sold yeah. it. Yeah. Man. That was all incredible. Awesome. Incredible. Deep cut. Good one. I don't know why yeah. this re- reminded me, but just like The Rock being funny, but there is a very famous story that Chris Jericho tells in one of his books, and I'd love to see it, but um, Chris Jericho was facing The Rock at a house show, I believe, in Europe, and they took the match outside of the ring and all they did was they kept taking people's like film cameras and taking pictures of each other during the match (laughs) and (laughs) I think he posted a couple of the pictures in the book but they're so fucking funny Um, I don't know I just made me think of that story but you're not going to get that in a UFC match no 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 no. (laughs) that's why wrestling's so much better right Mm -hmm. um but yeah, the Stone Cold Stunner, I mean, iconic move. I, I'll put it this way. Yeah. The former president has been Stone Cold Stunned. <laughs> That's true. That is a fact. That is a fact. A U.S. Holy 45th shit. president and, the- and current <laughs> By betting candidate. odds. By betting odds, which is, I am not oh, a Trumper. Boy. 
but by betting odds, Donald Trump is favored to be the next president. Yeah, as he should Fun be. Buts. I am Let's a Trumper. Let's <laughs> rally and decide to not elect lunatics. No, let's vote Please. for Trump so we can have some. Uh... No. For no. What? No, 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 no. What is is it? The no new wars that really pissed you off? Okay, okay. I know we're we're very pro war over here. Not me though. I'm anti war, so I'll be voting for the person who doesn't start him. Anyway, <laughs> on to. But he did take a stunner, and it wasn't bad. Um, and the sheer fact that he's willing to put himself out there is hmm? good enough for me. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, Stone Cold. I didn't watch. Or did I watch? I didn't watch. You didn't all. watch Attitude? Are you about to say that? No, I didn't watch his last match with Kevin Owens. Oh, it's good. Oh. Is it oh. good? It was a good yes. match. It was okay. Yeah. It was good. It's what you. It was good. It's, it's what you expected. It was good. No, it was. It's. It's beyond. It was beyond expectations. Um, because you know Stone Cold was never a technical wrestler to begin with. No. Right. Um, it's right up there he with any the of his master at one point <laughs> prior oh. to the ring match. You know, uh, speaking of that, speaking of that, um, no one fucking came across like one of my like reels or feeds or whatever. Um, <laughs> 1989, uh, Undertaker as the Punisher versus, uh, like a long haired Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1989. Weird. It's crazy. <laughs> That's weird. It's a, it's also funny to think that that his move is called the stunner because he used to be stunning. Stunning Steve Austin. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Came in as a million dollar champ. That's right. Yep. Yeah, they it did was, not know what uh, to do with him for a long time. Ted DiBiase's guy. Oh. oh. Ed Virgil at his service. Yeah, Virgil, American Hall of Famer. <laughs> now go they go go, go out of your way to watch um presented watch. slavery on live TV. <laughs> Yeah. No, definitely go out of your way to watch uh, Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens from WrestleMania from from two years back. Um, that was that was a high quality way to end that mm-hmm. show. They did an awesome job with that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let me see. Let me see. Oh, that's it. No, is that it? That's yeah, because Will that, already we won. all did our. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mine. I'm all done. Yeah. All right, so if you want to have your list read on the show, oh, I'm going to go to it. Da, 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 da. Does it have its own? It does. Yeah, perfect. Yep. Fun button list. You're so good at this. Yeah, um, trade them all. 20 messages. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Mike D, number five, armbar. Number four, perfect plex. That actually is a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Number three, even flow DDT. Number two, package pile driver. Actually, I think that is the better Kevin Owens finisher. That's a beautiful move. Uh, number one, Michinoku driver, which is also very good. <coughs> Excuse me. CJ Doubleday, The Claw by Baron Von Raschk. Uh, number four, The Bear Hug by Ivan Koloff. Number three, The DDT by Jake the Snake Roberts. Number two, The Dudley Death Drop, The Dudley Boys, which I, mm-hmm. I think would rival um, Legion of Legion Doom. Of Doom. Uh, number one, the Oriental Spike by Larry Zabisco. Larry Zabisco, <laughs> Oriental Gladiator. <laughs> <Get out of laughs> <here. laughs> um, B. Davis says number five, Zoe Stark Z three sixty. Number four, Dudley Boys Dudley Death Drop. Number three, Stone Cold Stone Cold Stunner. Number two, Reza Ramon the Razor's Edge. Number one, Randy Orton RKO. 
Uh, I could do this for each promotion, each era, men and women. All right, B. Davis, why don't you settle down? (laughs) He was actually a wrestler. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't didn't put his own finisher on there? Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he should have put the B. Davis B. Hole drop. Uh, Yeah, that was his finisher. That's where he would just um, sodomize his opponent. (laughs) Um, Josue, number five, three amigos, Eddie Guerrero. Number four, the zigzag, Dolph Ziggler, which is actually okay in the creative sense. No. Uh, Number three, Faith Breaker, Michelle McCool. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number one, 619, Rey Mysterio. And number one, the RKO, Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, Eric Toyerson. Number five, the Crippler Crippler Crossface. Careful. Number four, the Jackhammer. Number three, the RKO. Number two, Death Valley Driver. And number one, the DDT. Uh, Dan. Daniel Sepultura, Classic. number five, Octopus Hold, uh, Blue Demon. What? Uh, the Octopus Hold by Blue Demon, who's like a fucking hero. <laughs> uh, 619, Rey Mysterio, num- uh, Sweet Chin Music, Shawn Michaels, no one mentioned that. Mm-hmm. No. La De Acabello, uh, The Camel Clutch by El Santo. And number one, La Mystica, Tilt-A-World Head Scissors by Mystico. Um, Sepultura Brothers, are you big luchador fans? Um it sounds like you are, which I think is super cool. Um, Guy Furry, number five, the sharpshooter, shooter, Brett the Hitman Hart. Awesome. Number four, the Razor's Edge, Razor Ramon. Number three, Styles Clash, AJ Styles. Um, I really, I don't like that move because it's like it's so strange. <laughs> you have to do so much. You yeah. have to do so much, and it's like not impactful. You just like fall on your yeah. belly. Um, number two, One Winged Angel by Kenny Omega. And uh, the number one, uh, the Kinshasa uh, by Shinsuke Nakamura, which is just hmm. a different uh, punt. Yeah. Uh, Dave Howard, uh, number five, the Diamond Cutter, Diamond Dallas Page. Number four, the Doomsday Device, Road Warriors yep. slash Legion of Doom. Number three, uh, Lariato, uh, Stan Ooh. Hansen. Uh, oh. Number two, almost got me, Last of the Dragon, uh, Shingo Takagi. Uh, number five, fuck, fuck. Fuck! <laughs> he fucking got you, Dave Howard. Oh, you piece of shit. Uh, number one, Rainmaker, uh, uh, Kazuchika Okada. No. Uh, Dark Sun Down. Number number five, Stone Cold Stunner. Number four, Tombstone Pile Driver, The Undertaker. Number three, One Winged Angel by Kenny Omega. Number two, The Pile Driver by Jerry the King Lawler. Nice. <laughs> Actually, no, off the strap. Cool. Yeah. Number There's one, mother- Double Clothesline. Better than you, baby. Ugh. Are you fucking cool. kidding me? I knew Charles would hate that shit. It's not yeah. a fin. It's not. So a I love it. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> let's see. Oh, uh, Dad, it's number five, dad Heather Brook, idepro.com. Fucking two thousand two. Number four. <laughs> number four, R slash homemade, <laughs> and number three, hairlessfurries.com. Huh. Uh, very Dave good. Howard. Heather Brook, though, if you don't know Heather Brook, <laughs> sorry. Dad said number two, oops, wrong list. <laughs> number one, this is better. <laughs> uh, you know what? Well played. But that's our list. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you want to have your list read right on the show, go to top5adeath.com, sign up for the Discord, join the Discord, and then vote for who you think had the best list. Uh, any um, last, uh, last words, honorable mentions, things you want to get off your chest <laughs> next week first episode of spook fest oh shit that's right sam good uh-huh. call 
Uh, Spookfest will be coming back this year, as it does every year, as it should, because it is the greatest way to celebrate October. Uh, so join us for Make Fun Network Spookfest. Uh, we'll catch you next week, and as always, smell you later. <laughs>